0: Bismillah rahman rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu wa nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam lama ba'd fa hayakumullah jami'a fikum Alhamdulillah it's a pleasure to be with your brothers today this evening, for this topic that I wish to discuss with you inshallah this affair of Ayatul Kursi and the benefits that can be taken from this ayah and it's taken from some of the speech of Shaykhana, Shaykh Rabia, Ibn Hadi al-Madkhari in a lecture that he gave regarding not just the virtues of Ayatul Kursi, but specifically the affair of Tawheed and the different types of Tawheed that are contained within this ayah, which are found within Ayatul Kursi. And so, no doubt, this affair of Tawheed is one which is repeated, oft repeated. And should be repeated, should be learnt. And when you feel like you've learnt enough, you should continue. There should never be a time where a person stops when it comes to learning tohid, implementing tohid. No doubt, this is the asl, the Deen. This is the foundation from the foundations of religion. And so, anything from the deen that we have, we should reflect on it in relation to. This affair of Tawhid, And so, the Shaykh, Hafidahullah mm-hmm. Ta'ala, he did the same in regards to this affair of Ayatul Kursi. And he mentions that, in regards to Ayatul Kursi, there are there are meanings within it. And it's the A'adham mm-hmm. Ayah fi Kitabillah the greatest Ayah in the Book of Allah. And you find many a hadith that are narrated in regards to the fadl and the great nature of the affair of Ayatul Kursi. And from that is the hadith where the Prophet mentioned to Ahadul Qur'a min Kibar Sahaba, Obey ibn Ka'b, anhu. And so he mentioned to one of the reciters, from the Kibar Sahaba, Obey Ibn Ka'b. He says, Ya Abu Mundir, I tell you, ayyu ayatin min kitabi la'arzam. He says, O oh, Abu Mundir, do you know which ayah from the book of Allah is greatest, like greatest in nature? kul to So I said, Allah and His Messenger know best. Ka ya Abu Mundir. I teddy ayat in Kitabi la maka azum. said, O Abu Mundir, do you know which ayah from the ayat or the book of Allah with you, I from which you have memorized, is greatest? Kaal, kul to Allah, hula ilaha illahu al-hayyul kaimu. And Abu Mundir. وبيبن كعب ودلو عنه يساعد إلى المسنجر والله في البداية والآية الكرسي قال فضرب في صدري وقال والله والله يحن يحنقك العلم عبا منذر And so the messenger of Allah, sallallahu patted him upon his chest. He said, by Allah, rejoice with this knowledge, O Aba Mundir, O Aba Murdir. And so no doubt this affair of Ayatul Kursi is one which is great, as mentioned within this hadith. And Shaykh Sheikh he goes on to say, sahabi anhu anna rasul sallallahu and so the sahabi na'an al-sahabi wa Ibn he came and he had the understanding that this ayah was the greatest ayah in the book of Allah and so the Messenger of Allah وسلم, gave him glad tidings to and told him to rejoice by way of this fiqh. By way of this fiqh that he had, this understanding. Well no doubt, this affair, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, did not mention it to him before. Rather, he had tafakkuh. He had fiqh in regards to the Book of Allah, understanding in regards to the Book of Allah Ibn and so by way of his fiqh, Ajab the Ajab, he answered with this answer. He gave this particular answer. And this was a proof, no doubt, of the deep understanding that the Sahabi had and the deep contemplation that he had for the Book of Allah. And due to that. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, stated to him, Rejoice with this knowledge. Rejoice away with this knowledge. And Sheikh Rabir, goes on to say, <laughs> And so within this ayah, Allah tibarku, ta'ala has mentioned tawhid. He's mentioned the Tawheed Al-Uluhiyyah, Tawheed al Tawheed Asma wa Sifat and the greatness of it and the majesty of it. He's mentioned this affair in regards to this affair of Tawheed, the greatness of Allah. And so when the ayah begins, Allahu. This is Ithbat. This is affirming the Tawhir This is affirming that Allah is the only one worthy of worship. And Allah Ta'ala is the one that created the first and the last. And he created the Jannah and the Nar. And he sent Rusul. Naam and he revealed books the هَذَا So Allah Ta'ala He created the, everyone from the creation Everything from the creation the beginning and the end of creation the Jannah and the Nar. He sent messengers Naam Allah Azawajal sent messengers He revealed books all of this for the purpose, no doubt, of the worship of Allah Azza alone. And the meaning of La ilaha illallah, the mana, the meaning of La ilaha illallah, La ma'bu bi haq illallah. That there is no deity worthy of worshiping truth besides Allah. And so, this is the meaning, this is the meaning. Now, and so even though this meaning There is no deity worthy of worshiping truth besides Allah Even though this meaning is concise, precise, and it's clear This is lost amongst Ahlul Bidawadala <laughs> This is lost amongst the people of innovation is lost some of the people of misguidance. And Ahlul Batil I brought a sunnah for them, I brought a way for them in regards to this. are no doubt Ahlul Islam Ahlul Haq warn against. For indeed these people of misguidance Fasaru La ilaha illallah they give the definition. And the translation of the to Tawheed, La ilaha illallah, Bilal khalik, Wilal Now that there's no creator, there's no sustainer besides Allah. And then they're affected by Ahlul Ahwa, Ahlul Dala, by way of this. And they become affected by the people of innovation, misguidance, deviation, people of desires. وصاروا يفسرون الواضح الذي بعث الله به جميل المشركين والأمم وتمسوا معالمه بحاذ بحاذ التفسير لا ولا so this this tafsir this definition of tawhid Uluhiya, which is wadih is clear which is, which is the uh, definition that Allah Ta'ala sent all of the Anbiya with. When they were approaching the Mushrikeen and when they were approaching the Umum, the nation, that had gone astray. They seek to suppress this definition and its teachings with this Tafsir, with this definition, with this explanation of the to Tawheed by stating that the meaning is that there's no creator and there's no sustainable size of this definition for this definition of Tawheed and the he goes on to say naam Rabbuna huwa al-Khaliq al-Rasik but ayat fi Fidari kathira walakin leysa hadha ma'ana la ilaha illallah this is yes our Lord he is the creator Naomi is a khaliq, he is the Razat, he's the one to gives sustenance. And the ayats that revolve around this are many. However, this is not the meaning of La ilaha illallah. Ma'ana la ilaha illallah. la illallah. The meaning of the Kalimsa Tawheed, tuheed. It, no, it is no deity worthy of worship in truth. Besides Allah, and within this, no doubt, the Sheikh he mentions is ibtala al-ibadat al-awthan, and trees, wa stones, and the jinn, and the angels, and angels, and I and so within this, no doubt, is a negation. Within this came to tawhid, is a negation of the ibadat al-awthan, worship in idol. Worshiping trees, stones, worshiping the jinn, worshiping anyone from mankind, worshiping anyone any of the malaika. It's the negation of all of that. And specifying ibadah, specifying worship for Allah Ta'ala alone. ibadat, Ibadad, minus salah wa zakawa songwal hajj wa dua wa tawaq wa kauf, wa rahbar rahba kullaha, wa gairaham al ibad, laya juice, and yusraf minha now dural as a And so these ibadat, all these forms of ibadat, all these forms of worship, from the salah, from the zakah from fasting, from the hajj, dua, tawakkul now having khok fear, desire, reverent fear, all of that, and other than that from the forms of ibadat is not permissible to direct anything from them towards other than Allah not to any of the Anbiya or other than them from the creation because other than them are from the creation of Allah and not to any form of idol and no doubt these are the things that are taken as items of worship along with Allah and so it's an, obligage, it's an obligation that a person has an understanding of this affair of Tawheed, in which all of the Anbiya were sent with and which should be spread amongst the mankind. For in Ahlul Bida, Yan Sharon Bartilahum, Wahunak Jamaatul Madaris to Kum Allah had a Tafsir al Bartil, for he did loan. ويدلون في معنى لا اله الا الله هذه الكلمة عظيمة التي ذكرنا من شانها وانها بعث من اجلها جميع الرسل وانزل من اجلها من الكتب وخلق من اجلها الجنه والنار والناس يسالون عنها في القبور من ربك يكون الله ربي ومن نبيك يكون محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم نبيك And so, within this as well, you find Ahlul Bidah. They spread this false understanding, this false meaning for the kalim of Tawheed of La Ilaha Illallah. Now, this false meaning, by way of stating that this kalim of Tawheed, the definition of it, the meaning of it, is merely that Allah Ta'ala is the Creator. And Allah is the Sustainer. And so you find that they spread it within their groups, within their madaris, within their schools and in order to make this steadfast and to establish this tafsir, batil to establish this false definition as so no doubt they lead astray by way of this meaning they lead astray by way of this meaning in which the Shaykh he's mentioned himself, the sha'n the affair of it and that no doubt all of the Anbiya were sent, the Ajji Hadi Kalima. All of the Anbiya were sent due to this Kalima, due to this Kalimsa Tawheed. And all of the books were revealed. And the Jannah and the were created due to this Kalimsa Tawheed. And the nurse, mankind will be asked about it, the Graves, who is your Lord? The person will state, Allah is my Lord, who is your Prophet. And a person will state, Muhammad wa sallam, is my Prophet. And so, no doubt, all of these things revolve around these messages. And this message call into the worship of Allah ta'ala alone. And no doubt, when a person contemplates upon the ayat, in the Quran, in the Book of Allah, they'll find many meanings, many different understandings in regards to this affair of Tawheed. They'll find, rather, they'll find many ayat in regards to the affair of Tawheed. All revolving around this one understanding. All revolving around the understanding that the kingdom to Tawheed and the affair of Tawheed, ulughiyah is to worship Allah Ta'ala alone without any partners. Then within the ayah, this ayah to Kursi, Allah Ta'ala, what's of Allah, what's of Allah, what's of Allah, Nafsu, the Anu al Hayyul Allah Ta'ala described himself as Al Hayyul Qayyum. Al Hayy, the attribute Al Hayy or the name Al Hayy, is Allah Ta'ala, is ever-living and nothing had come has come before him and nothing will come after him for <speaking> indeed <Hebrew> so Allah is the Awl al-Akhir wa al-Zhahir wa al huwa bi-kulli shayin alim Allah ta'ala has knowledge over all so Allah ta'ala is the Awl nothing came before him and Allah Taala is the Zahir, Allah kulli Allah Taala wa, and Allah we were ever present in regards to everything that occurs. And Allah Taala is the Batin, that nothing is hidden from Him, Subhanahu wa Taala. And no doubt this this name Al Hay comprises all of the Asmaa wa Sifat. For indeed Al-Hay is Haya Kamila, for indeed this this word, this name Al-Hay is in regards to Allah Ta'ala ever living, living in a manner which is Kamila, upon perfection, who no doubt the Sifat of Allah necessitates that they are upon perfection. For example, Allah hearing, Allah seeing, Allah hearing, Allah seeing, Allah having the ability, the qudra. What Allah wants to have to occur, intended to occur and all of these effects, all of them have to occur in a manner which no doubt in a manner of perfection. I saw him, وتعالى, and so him subhanahu wa ta'ala being al-hay then this is him living in a manner of perfection. Naam. And then the shaykh goes on to mention al-qayyum the name al-qayyum qa'i bi-nafsi wa qa'i bi-nafsi wa wa qayyum as samawati and so it's Allah that established and has all authority over everything. Has all authority over the heavens and the earth. It's Allah Ta'ala that arranges the affair of the creation. And he has authority over the creation. He has authority over everything. By way of his ilm, by way of his knowledge, by way of him seeing, by way of his kudra, his ability, subhanahu wa ta'ala. By way of no doubts of what he intends to occur and whatever he wills to occur. And so, like. This affair of Al Hayt This comprises of all this comprises of all of Allah Ta'ala's names and attributes. And Al Qayyum comprises of all of Allah Ta'ala's afal. All of the actions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And within it you find the Tawheel of Bubiya. Within it you find Al Khalq creating a risk, giving sustenance, provisions, bringing about life, causing death. And whatever is in the corners with that as well. So Allah Ta'ala mentions, يُرِيدٌ Allah Ta'ala does whatever He wills. And after, within the same ayah, after mentioning Al Haya, Wal after mentioning him being ever living, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, and establishing having authority over everything, Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, La ta'fudhu sinatum walanu. He's not taken by, or he's not overcome by slumber or sleep. And no doubt this is from the perfection of Allah being in all living. It's from the perfection of Allah having authority over the creation. For indeed, he arranges the affair of the creation. And he's the one that has control over the Samawat. He as a is the one that allows the Samawat to remain where they are and to not fall upon the earth. So no doubt he's not overcome by slumber or sleep. And no doubt he has always is the most high. And t- being taken by sleep or slumber is not a sifa, which is befitting of Allah Ta'ala. As the Sheriff he mentioned, because these are from the sifats, these are from the attributes of the du'a, the weak. The weak, for example, the creation. Are in need of sleep, due to our weakness. Due to the ibad, Al Fuqara, Al Masaqeen, being in need, in need of sleep and slumber. Allah ta'ala has ordained that it occurs for us as a means of raha, as a means of having relaxation, relaxing from ta'ab. However, Allah to Allah, the Most High, is free and in not in need of any of this. Then the Shaykh he goes on to mention within <laughs> the ayah, "Lahu ma fi al-samaati wal-ar, Lahu ma fi al-samaati wa ma fi al-ar." That he, as our Lord, has the ملك he owns that which is within the heavens and the earth and so within this is the bayan is the clarification of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has within his dominion owns within the dominion and that is vast it is vast and that all of this creation is It's part of his dominion What he owns Subhanahu wa ta'ala Specific to him And he has no one That has partnered with him in regards to it Not even a small Atoms worth Or small ants worth is does he have a partner in regards to it? Because Allah Ta'ala is the one that has the has the authority over the Samawat waat. But Arswar And the Jannah and the Na'r and all of the makhluqat, all of the creation. Allah Ta'ala has authority over every single thing. And he's muffarid. Allah Ta'ala is alone in regards to this. He's alone in regards to creating and is alone in regards to ownership of it so this is an explanation of the mulk that he owns allah ta'ala mentions malik al-mulk tulti mulk tulti mulk man tasha wa tanzi al-mulk wa tu'zu man الْخَيْرُ إِنَّكَ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ So Allah Ta'ala mentions Say, oh Allah The owner of the dominion and he gives from that dominion to whoever he wills and he will remove it and take it from whoever he wills and he raises and gives honor to whoever he wills and humiliates whomever he wills, by your hand, it is the good, indeed you have authority, you have ability, over all. So Allah Ta'ala is the Maliki, the owner of the day of recompense, so Remember this ayat ayat in regards to Allah Ta'ala. In regards to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala having the control over everything, having ownership over everything, and glorify Him in a manner that He should be glorified Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, and give Him His standing in a manner that He should be given. And establish his rights as a in which have been made an obligation upon you, Li maslihatikum, for your own benefits. These have been made obligation upon you, Li Maslihatikum. For your maslaha, for your benefit. This ibadat, these are affairs of worship. Fiha Ibad. Within it I'm a masari. Points of benefit for the ibat. Means of benefit <coughs> for the servants. A person yetawadda. He performs wudu. Yaqsal Yadeh. He washes his hands. Fataskut kulna ma'asiya. Naam fataqsab. So a person, for example, washes his hands from wudu and within this wudu, the affairs of disobedience, the sins that a person has amounted by way of these hands, fall from him. كُلُّ and the person washes their face. And from this, the ma'asiyah, the sins that a person has earned by way of their eyes, fall from them. And then when he ends the wudu, he ends it with the Kalimta Tawheed, the Shahadatayn. Ashaduwan la ilaha illallah wa ashaduwan na muhammad rasulullah. And beneath him the abuab, the doors, the gates to Jannah. Alaa taraa hadhi maslaha intal wudu. Do you not see the maslaha, the benefit of the wudu? And this is the wudu that Allah has commanded us with. The sheikh, goes the say, <laughs> and so the shaykh, he goes in to say, كَيْفِ فَمَا يَشْرَعَ اللَّهَ لِإِبَادِهِ مِنْ عَمْرِ إِلَّا And so, Allah Ta'ala, the shaykh's message, mentioning that Allah Ta'ala has made an obligation, the wudu' For our masalih, for our benefits. So we benefit from, him, from them. So what about the salah? What about the zakat? What about all the other different forms of ibadat that have been prescribed and legislated for us? Allah has not legislated these forms of ibadat except that there is a hikmah within it. There's a wisdom within it. There's an overriding benefit for us. There's benefits for us within it. No. And the Shaykh goes on to say that no one disapproves of the ibadah. That no one disapproves of ibadah except that it from the kafirun. What a monafiqun. Whamal mu'min Fiat the Bihad the and as for the individual, the a mu'min, a believer. And he finds fulfillment and enjoyment within ibadah. And he longs for the pardon of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he longs for this existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he longs, no doubt, for the kindness and the mercy and the generosity of his Lord. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, as Allah wa ta'ala was mentioned in regards to the Anbiya, the Prophets, Ya'badun Allah, Ragba wa that the Anbiya would worship Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, with Ragba, desire, reverent fear, Rahba. As Allah regards to them, That indeed you should embark upon Ibadah, righteous actions, actions of good, and call upon us with desire and reverent faith and I had khoshu, they were khashi'in and you have the Dhalal, Ahlul Dhalal Shaykh mentioned Ahlul Dalal and the Sufiyyya they will say La na'abud Allah tam'an fi jannati wa la khawfa min nari and so you find that the people of misguidance from the Sufiyyya they will say that we do not worship Allah seeking or longing for the Jannah for his Jannah the Jannah nor do we we worship Allah fearing the nahr, fearing the fire and so the shaykh he mentions here they made themselves and they put themselves by way of this statement and by way of this false belief they don't worship Allah longing for Jannah do not worship Allah fearing the nahr. they put themselves above the Nabiya they consider themselves to be above the Anbiya. Because Allah Ta'ala has mentioned that the Anbiya would worship Allah and hasten towards good deeds with rakbah, desire, reverent fear. So they place themselves above the Anbiya. Look at the Dalal of these individuals. Look at the misguidance of these individuals. That the shaitan has dragged them towards and has drawn them to this level of misguidance. For indeed the ambiyah, they worship Allah with fear. They worship Allah with desire. La yakoon abdul mu'min illa idha khaf Allah wa fi kulli That a person, a servant cannot be considered to be a mu'min, a believer. Except they fear Allah. And he's aware of him in all of his affairs. And the khoth fears of ibadah. And it's the foundation from these foundations of ibadat. And if a person leaves this, this will cause to leave the deen of Allah. If he leaves this fear of Allah. For indeed a person fears Allah, does actions, fearing Allah, and is aware that Allah Ta'ala is watching over his actions. And so... The Prophet mentioned, if a person does not fear Allah, does not have does not have any desire for what Allah Ta'ala has, by way of reward, then this will cause them to leave the deed. And the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he mentions, "Wahai, inni la aqsha'kumilla wa atqakumla." And the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, mentions, "Indeed, by Allah." Indeed, I am the one that has the most amount of fear of Allah and the most amount of taqwa in regards to Allah. So no doubt this affair of fearing Allah is from deen. It's from the way of the Anbiya as the Sheikh is illustrating. And if it was mentioned that if the Messenger of Allah will enter the Salah. Begin the prayer. That you could hear the sound of the chest. You could hear the sound of the chest. Due to the fear that he had within that salah. To the extent it would sound the same sound of a, of a pot. Fear in Allah Ta'ala. And it would not fear whom Allah anything except they've been ordained for him and he gave Allah Ta'ala his station by way of that and his level the Meqana of Allah Ta'ala and glorified his Lord and no doubt we seek refuge in Allah from the Ikhwan al And then the shaykh goes on to mention in regards to the ayah من ذا الذي That he mentions in regards to this affair of Shafar. that Allah Ta'ala is the one that has the shafa, the ownership of intercession. And no one can intercede except by way of the permission of Allah to For of Allah He is the one. is Al Jabbar Mutul says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the one is al-jabbar Allah is a mighty compeller. Allah is the one. Is the one is supreme in glory so he is not pleased with anyone that precedes him. Hatta Shafa. And likewise, this is the case even with the shafar with intercession. That no one precedes Allah Taala in regards to this affair. So no one can intercede except by way of the permission of Allah. And the Anbiya, all of the Anbiya, Jamia, Yawm Al Qiyamah, the Anishafah. That all of the Anbiya excuse themselves from the Shafar, from His intercession. On this day, we have all forms of anxiety. Form of distress, the anbiya they excuse themselves, and so the people went to Adam, alayhi salaam asking for intercession of Adam, alayhi salaam In the hadith, the people went to Noah, alayhi salaam the people went. To Ibrahim, the people went to Musa, the people went to Isa, each and every one of them, each and every one of them, excusing themselves from the Shafa each and every one of them, mentioning that this is a day that Allah has shown anger. To the extent that he's never shown before. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has shown anger on this day. To the extent that he will never show or will never have his anger after. Each and every one of the anbiya excusing themselves. Adam alayhi salam excusing himself due to the fact that he was commanded not to eat from the, from the shajarah, from the tree. And he disobeyed Allah ta'ala in regards to this. However, even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave him, ta'ab, Adam Taab, he made tawbah. Even due to that, Adam alayhi salam istaha. He had shyness about approaching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to intercede. Likewise, Nuh alayhi salam, when approached, the people approached him as he was the first of the Rusul. He likewise was shy to intercede due to his doubt. due to the people not accepting the doubt. Ibrahim, alayhi salatu to the Abu al the Khalil Allah, the individuals approach Ibrahim for intercession. And likewise, Ibrahim excused himself from his intercession. Hatta Ibrahim, Musa alayhi salam, was approached, he excused himself, mentioning that he killed an individual. The same individual that was not commanded to be killed. And so he excused himself. And Isa salam, likewise excused himself without mentioning the reason. And so the people approached the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi sallam and they asked for the intercession of Allah due to the fact that he's a messenger of Allah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the khatim al-anbiya the seal of the prophets and that Allah Ta'ala has forgiven anything from him. And so he goes to the arsh. And the, the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Wasallam, prostrates to his Lord, Azawajal. And then he says, Ya Muhammad, raise your hand. Ask and you should be given. Washfa to And intercede and you should receive the intercession. And so the Messenger of Allah وسلم, will raise his head. And he will say, Ummati ya Rabb. Ummati ya Rabb. My nation, O oh my Lord. My nation, O oh my Lord. Naam. And then Allah Ta'ala will say to the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, Enter from your nation, from your, from your, your nation, your ummah. <coughs> Those that do not have al Hisa. Those that do not have al Ayman, whom the whites, or the doors of the Jannah, and these are the ones who from all of the others, the others so the that all of these ummiyah, they excuse themselves. All of the excuse themselves from this shafa from this intercession. However, in the messenger of Allah, sallallahu upon hearing the talab, the request for intercession, what we hear what we see within this narration, is that the Nabi alayhi salatu salam sought the permission of Allah Ta'ala For no doubt the intercession with Allah is a fair intercession with Allah I cannot be sought from anyone else or anything else (coughs) and likewise the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu he has knowledge in regards to what Allah ta'ala has revealed to him. However, the ilm al ghayb, the knowledge of the unseen, is not with, all, not with the Messenger of Allah. Sallallahu and so, no doubt, by way of this, you find in the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam has to go to Allah, seeking from Allah, seeking from Allah Ta'ala, this intercession, and it's an opposition to what you find is stated by those individuals of innovation and the individuals misguided us and shirk, where they will claim al ghayb Knowledge of the unseen for their awliya, those that they consider to be saints. And they will have ma'budat, eyes of worship in regards to them. And so the shirk he mentioned, the shahid, the point is that the shafa'ah, intercession, is mulkrillah, is a possession and ownership of Allah Ta'ala and so it's not permissible that is sought from that the one that is alive or dead. what the messenger of صلى الله the وسلم، يوم والأنبياء all of them will not seek this intercession except with the permission of Allah wa ta'ala. except with the permission of Allah so each and every one of them all of them excused themselves Because they knew that they had to seek this intercession from Allah and they were aware of the ghadab of the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala While some from them as well had shyness (coughs) due to some of the actions within this dunya. And so due to that shyness and knowing and understanding that this affair of shafa'a with intercession with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they shied away from it. They excused themselves from it. And this is the Shahid of this point, this is, the, this is the main central point here. The intercession is the mulk of Allah, the ownership of Allah. And so you find within this ayah, Ayatul Kursi, as the Sheikh mentions, are specific issues relating to the Tawheed of Allah, And so when we're discussing the virtues of Ayatul Kursi upon every individual that discusses it, that studies it, that reads from it, that contemplates it, every single individual must begin with the affair of Tawheed. Because within Ayatul Kursi are many benefits in regards to the affair of the worship of Allah T.B. Ta'ala alone, as well as the Tawheed al-Rububiya the Lordship of Allah and the Asma wa Sifati. So, these were some of the points that the Sheikh here mentioned that I wanted to share with the brothers. The point of benefit, first and foremost, for myself and as well for my beloved brothers here in sent Center, Manchester, which is Akhimullah When Aktafi, Yihad al Qadr, Wa Sallallahu Wa Barak, Nabi'na Muhammad. وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم جزاكم الله خيرا